It is Sunday night. It's February 4th, 2024. Happy February to everybody out there. It's crazy to think we're already a month into 2024, but here we are. I'm Tanner Lee, co-host Paul Zartman, the wise man, the ship, F the rock, he says. <laughs> In the house tonight, we have plenty to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had it fully typed out, but I didn't want to give you the explicit rating without ever never saying a word. So I thought I'd take it easy for now. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But, you know, guys, I was laughing over the weekend. I was thinking about we ended 2023 kind of doing our year in review and our bull predictions for 2024. And we're like, you know, 2022 was crazy. We didn't think it would get any crazier than that. Then came 2023. And then at the end of 2023, we're like, yeah, we might see people move back and forth from AW to WWE and vice versa more. But I don't think it's going to be as crazy as 2023. Uh it's February 4th, and you can make an argument it's already been crazier than, than 2023 was. Well, yeah, and um, we're not going to go into the full reasons that uh, 24 has been crazier than 23. Um, but one of those is, Shep already says it for us, F the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> which I'll save my thoughts for later in the show, but uh, so will I. Man, it's. It's tough for me to give my true thoughts because I grew up a pretty big fan of The Rock, and he's the reason why I got back into pro wrestling in 2011 after my five- or six-year hiatus. But um, we'll definitely, definitely cover that. But uh, we got a lot of AEW to cover tonight. Maybe make a prediction for Tony Khan's big announcement coming up Wednesday. He's teasing one of those for the first time in a while. Um, thank God he stopped doing it like every week like he was. We get one about once a quarter. Yeah, which is, that's fair, I think, but it's just funny. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's huge. Sometimes it's important. I would say this one is money. I think you're on the right track there. Um, And also, we got a fan question in to list our top five AW heel turns. So, do that too, which I can tell nobody prepared for that. That's okay. Oh, I'm prepared. Okay, the wise man, look at him. Look at him. He's always prepared. I, I am prepared tonight, and we'll start it off with Shep. What are we drinking tonight? It's been a long day, but uh, I went uh, with – I was thirsty, so to quench the thirst, I have an ice-cold uh, Miller Lite. And then once that's through and um, I get my blood pressure down after talking about um, what happened on Friday night, then we'll just go with the, uh, the true uh, – what, what do you call it? The Shepherd E uh, Elite ex, Explicit, right? Yeah, that's, sure. that's what that's what this stuff is right here. Yeah. All right. And uh, well, boys, you guys have done it. I don't envy you. <laughs> For everybody listening, Austin Shep, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> two weeks ago. Did his review on Ric Flair, Woo Energy. I did it last week. Now it's Paul's turn. What a sound. Oh, 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 oh. Coming in hot. Coming out hot. Yeah, it was. Um, apparently, I, I shook it at some point. Don't put it in your pocket when you come downstairs. That's some <laughs> advice from you from the wise man. All right, so the foam is not that bad. Let's go for a real drink.
I don't know. That's that's got an aftertaste to it. That's it, for sure. It's the shiitake. Yeah, yeah it's something. It, it and in my experience like last Bull. week, the more I drank it, the worse it got. So I'm first, I'm like, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And then Shep can contest like all episode long. I kept drinking. I'm like, okay, this is getting worse and worse. <laughs> well, the last one I tested was warm. Don't do that. It is not good warm. If you're going to drink it, drink it cold. Do you guys think all the flavors suck or just just that one? I'm not going to try the other flavors. I don't know. I don't get strawberry banana when I taste this. That's the problem. Yeah. I got more cough syrup and red turds. (laughs) Turds. Yeah. And you know what the true test of it is, guys? Is that it didn't taste better with vodka. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad when it doesn't. That hurts. So, me, that, that hurts me deep. It hurts me deep. Well, uh, yeah, I'm well, an energy drink fan. Well, a couple of them, but man, I don't know about this. It's not not passing Paul's grade. So no. It, so you wouldn't it, be buying a six pack? Is what you're saying? No, I'm not buying a six pack of this. I'm glad this is on Shep's dime. Yeah. <laughs> that should make um, it count taste a little better just because of that. Oh, you'd think. <laughs> but that's like when somebody at the bar buys the worst drink in the bar and says, Hey, it's on my dime. You're like, ah, oh, thanks. It tastes so good. Thanks. No. Yeah. 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 No, we're not doing any more of that. When the stomach starts to feel funky, you put it down. Yeah. Fair enough. We got plenty to cover tonight. What do you guys do? You guys want to start with the non AW big storyline, the elephant in the room, or do you want to end the pod on that note? I mean, I mean, how do we want to get fiery to begin, or do we get, want to get fiery to end this? I, 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 I think we save that for the main event. All right, I'm all, all for right. it. I'm good with that too. Let's talk some dynamite. Um, I'm glad I got a recap up here because it's been a while since Wednesday, it feels like, but uh, pretty yes, good dynamite. What did you guys think about the show starting off with John Moxley versus Jeff Hardy? It, it, it was okay. Yeah. It, it, wasn't it, wasn't, a bad, it wasn't a bad match. Yeah. But what made the whole match was the uh, Mox trying to give him the, the credit, the rub there at the end, and, and Jeff thinking he was going to shake the hand, and then he gives him the good old FU and rolls out of the ring. Um so you're getting a frustrated, pissed off uh, Hardy, which hopefully turns into a, maybe a brother Nero, um, something along those lines, and we get a heel, uh, a heel Jeff. Yeah, and he's been doing that the last few weeks. Uh, haven't really seen Matt do it. Matt hadn't been on TV because um, you got to think we're gonna get if we get a heel Jeff, we're gonna get heel Matt, and that's their maybe their big final run. Yeah. He, uh, Matt's too busy cold plunging every day. <laughs> cold plunging and uh, taking a picture with his wife. Yeah, he's got to prove. He's got to prove that they're they're still together. Them two are crazy. Bullet Club's fine. <laughs> them two are crazier than two fruit bats. They're they're meant for each other. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Fruit bats. Uh, but of course, Mox gets the win. 
Um, that was no surprise, like Shep said. Then Jeff kind of goes heel, all heel on him after the match, gives him the big FU symbol. But really, it was a action that happened during the match that turned into an action after the match. We saw Moxley during the match go over the barricade into some of the CLL, CMLL stars. And after the match, they came up to the ring and beat Moxley down. And the BCC was not in the building Wednesday night, so we had no backup. Finally, we see some of the, I don't want to call them AW originals, but guys who have been in AW for a while, Cool Hand Ange, Daddy Magic, Christopher Daniels, um, come and make the save. So which set up a match then on Rampage. So what do you guys think about this CMLL invasion stuff going on? I, I like the start of it. And then if you listen to Mox's promo that he cut, and I don't know when they released it. I watched it the next day, I think. Um, or did they release it during Collision or Rampage? I can't I think remember. they released it Friday before Rampage. Friday yeah. before Rampage. When yeah. he made the comment, he says, look, you can come on my territory, but the BCC can travel too. So I would uh, maybe we're going to see some BCC going uh, over into Mexico. So, And those are some hot crowds over there too. It's interesting that this partnership has kind of come up because I don't know what that means for the AAA AW partnership. It must be fine because they're still booking Vikingo very, very that's true uh, frequently. Um, that's true. He, he, I feel like he's working more in the states now than than in Mexico. So, yeah, he's done some TNA oh, stuff, yeah. GCW. I saw a spot on Twitter. I don't know if it was from over the weekend or some other time recently, but he did his one of his crazy. Flips off the rope through a table, type deal on in GCW, which had a lot of a lot of the a lot of the internet wrestling community talking, which they talked a lot the last few days, rightfully so. That's um, all they've been doing here in 2024. It's true, true. There's been a bunch of news, good and bad. Um, but Mox, it's interesting. Mox is he's starting to become like what Orange Cassie was the dynamite in 2023 in terms of starting the shows. He's a workhorse, mm-hmm. so um, I think I think Mox is a great storyteller, but he doesn't need to be to put on a good match. He doesn't need to have a story to put on a good match. Let me say that correctly. So why he why not use him? The the crowd pops for him, um, and he can he can do a tactical match. He can do a a crazy hardcore match. So yeah, and, and yeah. Maybe Orange Cassidy needs a little bit of a break. Yeah, he does. I mean, he I, does. He's. I think he's worked through quite a few injuries that haven't really been publicly known. That's just my guess, though. So, uh, after that, we got Adam Hangman Page versus to- Toa. I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. L i o n a Leona Leona. Uh, he's part of the Mogul Embassy. But, uh, man, this was a hard-hitting match, these two. And this was Swerve Strickland's hand-picked opponent for Hangman. And uh, Hangman got the win. We all knew that was going to happen. I mean, we know the what the road to revolution starting to look like. But I, I was pretty impressed with Toa, to be honest, for a guy we haven't seen a lot in singles competition. Big man can move. Yes, he can. Yes, yeah. he can. He's one of those um... – you're you're impressed every time he gets into the ring because you don't expect him to move the way that he does. Yeah. Yeah. So Hangman picks up the win. 
which is important now more than ever because the rankings are back. So, that's and going into this match, um, Hangman's opponent was unpinned since he started, wasn't he? Yes, yes, that's a good note. Yeah, so another big, big note on the match. Michael McLean on YouTube, the three-headed goat is back. Happy Sunday, gentlemen. Happy Sunday to you, Michael. Thanks for tuning in, like always. Appreciate this. Cheers. <laughs> three-headed goat. I like that. Happy Sunday. The Young Bucks were shown arriving backstage, and they find an employee right on the <laughs> right on the spot. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. find him. What, 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 uh, are you guys digging this Young Bucks gimmick? You want to let it play out before you make your mind up? You don't like it? What? How are we feeling about this? I'm all for it. Um, you know, the internet wrestling community has been on these guys, especially since AEW started about, oh, they're booking themselves in this. They're doing that. They're EVPs. They're doing this. And now we're seeing them embrace that. So we're yeah. we're getting that heel bucks that everybody's always claimed they were. So now we get to see it. I'm all for it. Yeah, it's definitely different. I'm willing to give it a chance. I think it's going to ramp up this week, starting this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it play out, but I I agree with him. They needed a refresh. Yes, mm-hmm. we really haven't seen a refresh from him since almost the start of this promotion. So they needed a refresh. So at first I'm like. These are two dorks, um, but, but the more they talk, the, the more little vignettes they do. Um, they're uh, they're starting to win me over a little bit, but yeah, definitely gonna let us see it play out. Yep, yep. And we got the big tag team title match coming up on Wednesday night: Darwin's Sting versus Ricky Starks and Big Beal. Um, so, gotta think the Bucks are gonna get involved. Mm, do we need them to though? I mean, it is a tornado tag match. I saw that. I saw they they put that logo on there, which normally means no DQ. So, yeah, I, I think it, yeah, that's a good point. But they could still they could co- still cost Sting and Darby the match, which would give Sting his first loss, which would add another layer to the retirement match. It would take away the undefeated aspect of it. Uh, but somebody pointed out on the podcast I was listening to the other day, they're like, while that makes sense, also does it really though? Because wouldn't the Young Bucks want Darby and Sting to win the titles? So then they got a chance to win them at Revolution? Yeah, I think if anything, um, they'll help them win. I think maybe Ricky and Bill have somebody come down get involved so the bucks show up and they're thinking oh these guys are supposed to take the take on sting and darby at revolution they don't care about us and then they do something to help sting and darby win could be i i'm keep going back and forth and my reason why i think they might get involved in costume is because it just adds another layer to that match at revolution because right now we know they want to face darby and sting but we don't really know why Besides, I guess they did do that little promo about taking the old old guard out, so to speak. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it still needs that that personal touch to it, and this could do that. Got what it. do you think, Shep? Do they get involved or not? Um, or if so, which which way do they get involved? For I I don't think they get involved. 
I think we're going to get a clean win here uh, by Sting and Darby. They're going to give that – that's what, a five-week, four-week title run for Sting? One last little hoorah. Yep. Now, uh, I don't see them coming down the ring and doing a beatdown. This is this would play out well right now. I see Sting and Darby coming back, having some type of a champagne celebration in a locker room. All of a sudden, they knock on the door. They give them a fine for messing the locker room up or being too noisy, something stupid like that. And then it it starts the interaction to them, and then we got a month to build that. And I, and yeah. I would love it. I would love it every time they walked into the building, they got fined. They parked yeah, every on the spot. They walked in the wrong door. They took a red plate at catering, not a blue plate, and they just find the little <laughs> shit out of them. I, I think that could have a little comedic value to it, but also you'll see the frustration build in Darby and Sting, and then they want to beat them, beat them up. And the one thing, and I heard this too, and maybe we're getting too into the weeds, like we're we're not thinking with our pro wrestling fan minds and thinking too logical, I guess. Another person brought up, well, how would the Bucks get a title shot right away if they're not – up there in the rankings because we haven't even seen them in a match in 2024. Hmm. They're EVPs. They're they are EVPs. EVPs. They could, yeah, yeah, they could well, use that card. Or after all the fines, uh, Darby challenges them to the match and then puts the belts. He offered belts. Um, yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting on Wednesday. I mean, that's one of those matches going in. I'm like, I don't know who's going to win. Just because yeah. of kind of the intrigue there with the Bucks, and it'll be interesting to see where it is on the card Wednesday night. Because originally I thought it'd be the main event, but now, you know, Tony loves putting emphasis and prestige as he should on the AW World Title. So, are you going to put the tag team title match as main event over the number one contenders match between Swerve and Hangman? Ah, uh, that'll be main. You think Swerve and Hangman will be main? It's either going to be main or it's going to kick off the show. I was going to say kick off the show and let's let let Sting have the main. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a loaded card Wednesday night in Phoenix. That is for sure. That is for sure. Uh, up next on Dynamite, we saw Wardlow versus Commander. I would call this a squash match, but Commander got too much offense in for me to call it a squash match. Uh, but the big takeaway of this match was uh, towards the end of the match. Well, for one, we saw Commander hit a Phoenix splash that landed directly on Wardlow's neck, which at first I was like, oh, my God. That could have been really serious, but he was fine. And then he got up, slammed Commander to the mat, and then hit a powerbomb. But right as he hit the powerbomb, his knee gives out, he falls back into the ropes, then falls directly down to cover him for the one, two, three. And I'm like, ah, because he got up, and you could tell he was mad. I think he cursed a little bit. He was pretty mad. I mean, after the match, Undisputed Kingdom, Got Commander back in the ring. Orange Casting, the rest of the best friends head down, even out the odds. And Roger Sean said, see you later. But Warlow was noticeably limping around and not very happy. And I never yeah. did see official word on what that was. They were speculating no. a meniscus, which would be probably about a six-week recovery. But I never saw any official word what it was. I don't know if you guys did or not. I, I didn't see official word. All I saw was Warlow's tweet saying that this isn't going to keep him down no matter what they say. He's fine. It's not bad. Uh, he's going to – he's not going to stop. Um, so, maybe it's not that bad. That's why he made that tweet. But – I would, hope would, not because – Yeah, you would think if it is bad enough, they, they wouldn't let him perform. So 
Yeah, because uh, I want to see him get the, his momentum going again. And this devil storyline has been cursed since the beginning. I mean, Adam Cole got hurt, and MJF got hurt. Now Wardlow's potentially hurt. I mean, that's just too many guys going down for this for this angle that should have been pretty epic, really. Looking back on it, yeah, nobody's got any official word. I was just looking real okay. quick. Okay. Uh, I did see a funny picture though. Uh, I don't know how well it'll show up. It won't. I'll send it to you, Tanner, so that you can share it with everybody. Okay. Uh, this is a uh, photo of the Undisputed Kingdom by the end of February. Okay. Oh, I will. Uh, I will share it when I get it. Um, That's what the we got a ba- said. backstage. We got a backstage promo uh, hyping up the tag team title match from Ricky Starks and Big Bill and Darby and Sting. I know. Uh, at least Shep's not a big Bill fan on the pod, but I thought this was really well done by all guys. I thought I thought this was added some uh, good intrigue to Wednesday's upcoming tech and title match. Yes. It's not that I'm not a big Bill fan. I, I just feel like you hate his that, name. that guy with his stature, his look, his in-ring ability, his athleticism, you could come up with a better fucking name than Big Bill. I mean, you're, D, you're, you're explicit, D, I, D, uh, explicit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of out of out of all the stuff you've pulled off as Tony Khan, you brought CM Punk back to wrestling. You you have went out and re- resurrected Sting. You for crying out loud brought some crazy old man stoned on mushrooms, Ric Flair, back into it. And, and oh, I thought you were talking about Rob Van Dam. Oh no, I'm getting there. Uh, I mean, but but of all the creative things you've done and and wild us as wrestling fans, you could have put a little more effort into the guy's flipping name. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's fair. Big Bill. That's fair. There, I know you missed it last week, Shep. But but you know you know I forgot how good the Darby Ricky Starks. Rivalry has been, you know, oh, over time until, the, until this tag team got tag team feud got started up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Long term storytelling. I, yep, I thought all that stuff was good. I like how Ricky went Darby to punch him, and then Sting at the end's like, "Oh, he'll punch you," but on Wednesday, then Sting's like, "So I." So let's <laughs> do. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Okay, Wednesday. In the first five minutes, Darby's going to run 5,000 miles an hour and dive. One one of two things. One, he's going to lay out Starks. Two, he literally is going to bounce off a of bill. And, he's and, bouncing off Bill. Oh, yeah. And, and I, Bill has to be prepared for it because I, even Darby, 110 pounds, coming that fast, probably could push Big Bill back, right? Yeah. So if – if he's ready for it, I could just see him just shrugging that off and just, you know, if he's planted and just really Darby diving into a brick wall. Yeah, and and that's what you'd need to do. If you're going to have Darby launch himself at Big Bill that early in the match, Bill's got to be planted and just let him bounce right off of him and just look at him like, what were you thinking? 
Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I, I want to see Darby against Joe one day, and Darby goes to do that cannonball Tope Susi a dive, and Joe does his famous move out of the way. Oh. God, that'd be a rough landing on the ramp, mm. wouldn't it? I bet he'd do it, though. I bet he'd do oh. it. Oh, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. He'd look oh, at Joe man, and go, he's... I'm going to come running at you. You just step out of the way. He's got a console one of these days, I'm afraid. But look forward to that match Wednesday. I mean, like I said, Wednesday's card looks so loaded. Uh, we then got Chris Jericho versus Kyle Fletcher. Um, I've made my thoughts known on Jericho's work lately. I'm just kind of over it. Kind of wish he'd take a break for a little while. But I want to hype up Kyle Fletcher because that dude is awesome in the ring. Oh, yeah. And he proved it again Wednesday night. He carried that match. I love Jericho hands down. He's probably the GOAT right now. But Fletcher carried that match. Yeah, no, I, I think Jericho's great for what he's done in his career and what he's done to help AEW. But I just, his storylines feel stale and his character kind of feels stale right now. I just think he needs a, needs a break. Give everybody time to refresh and. Yes. Maybe he maybe he needs to have a new tag team like he did on the cruise, the Jarrah show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he brought out some trunks he looked like he hadn't worn in 12 years. It's kind of disturbing. I wish you'd just stay wrestling in, in, in pants. <laughs> or or just on a cruise boat that's not televised. There you well, go. That too. That's but uh in the end, Jericho gets the win. Uh, this is just with the juice effect, this is just, uh, you know, enhancing that feud with the Don Callis family, which we will see him take on Kenoshke Takeshka this Wednesday night. So Jericho beat him over in Japan about a month ago. So now Takeshka's trying to get his revenge. Um, I still don't know what the official match is going to be for Revolution between all these guys, though. I don't know either. There's a, a lot of different ways. Now, didn't Takeshna beat him on the – in the States, Jericho beat him over in Japan. So this is kind of the rubber match for him. That's true. That's true. Cause the could be him and be Kenny Omega or pin Correct. Kenny. Pin Kenny. Yeah. All right. So, uh, announced 30 minutes ago. I don't know if you guys saw this or not next Saturday on collision, orange Cassidy defends the AEW international championship against Ishii. Hmm. I did not wow. see that. Interesting. Tony Khan tweeted it half hour ago. Interesting. I mean, it's. I guess that's the one downside to them announcing his defense at Revolution so early, like they did. But it'll still be a fun match. Different. Well, interesting styles. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, you've got Roddy kind of playing off of that, going, you know, if you happen to that's beat true. him, it'll be you and I. So that's true. That's true. That's true. We saw the Bang Bang Scissor Gang up here and brought out Juice Robinson, Juice Card Box, whatever they call them, and uh, Juice Box. Yeah, they do the gun. They do the Juice Box. They were they do the guns up together and leave. It was kind of just random. Um, I don't know. I think I it mean, was the crowd's bringing digging that. In. Yeah, I think it was bringing that backstage segment to TV. So if you didn't catch it you could get the the juice box. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right there. But uh, 
I mean, you guys think I, I think we're gonna get a match between these two at Revolution, but do you think Bullet Club Gold turns heel or do you think they stay friends and just have a match? Well, I, I would say they would they would turn on each other. Um, but for that to happen, they would need some matches together leaning up towards that. And we really mm -hmm. haven't seen that. I know we still have a month yet, um, but I would like to see them in some matches working together and then, you know, obviously show uh, a tear in the group. And, and then that's what leads to a unification match of, of the trios championships and ROH three man or six man. Sorry. Yeah. I like that. Um, did you guys see the tweet going out about Max Caster today online? I did not. He made a rap over the weekend at Independence Show. Mentioned a negative figure in the wrestling world right now that I don't want to mention. Mm. We used to mention that particular individual quite a bit on this podcast. And, I mean, the lyrics and everything were pretty distasteful. You could probably take it as making light to the situation or making fun of the situation all involved. So it'll be interesting to see if he's reprimanded at all for that or gets behind or anything. Because it's like, Max, you've already got in trouble once for one of these raps in the past. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't think he still did a lot of indies. I know he did some warrior wrestling up, up around our area, but I haven't seen him kind of advertising these for a while. Yeah, let me check what promotion it was with. But I mean, the IWC is doing what it does, and probably rightfully so in this situation. Uh, I guess it probably just demand. It just depends on how much backlash Tony gets if he doesn't do anything. Let's see here. Two seconds. I'll be right back, boys. Okay. Um, it was at A1 Wrestling. So I think A1 is a Canadian promotion that made its re-debut over the weekend. Oh, there you go. So, Well, that's... Uh, yeah. yeah, you... That, that's... Here's and here's what he said. Here's what he said. I know Paul's not here, but he said, "You want to try me on the mic? Get a different plan. Cause I'm freaky with the words like I'm." Wow. Out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he probably he, shouldn't have said that. No. And I like Max, and I like I, I like the raps. I like pushing the envelope. I like that he raps about the other promotion. He talks shit. I, I like that, but. I yeah, mean, he's I think, getting I, called a liability on here, like an idiot, all kinds of things. Yeah, I think you got to leave that one. Alone. You got to, you got to pass yeah. on that one. Yep, yep. Paul, I don't know if you heard that, but I went ahead and read what the rap was. It was in, and Dan not. the Dad was in this match, by the way. Um, hey, Dan the Dad. Dan the Dad. It was. It was. You want to try me on the mic and get a different plan because I'm freaky with the words like I'm, like, like him. Yeah. Probably should have left mm. on that one alone. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. So no. He's well, not very we got good our, at leaving things alone. Yeah, he's I'm afraid it's gonna cost him one of these days. Um we got a good women's match on Dynamite, Deanna Peraza and Tyra Valkyrie. And Deanna gets the win. Um, even though Johnny TV was trying to do his best with distraction work. Um man, Deanna. AW's doing such a good job making her look like a star. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, I think she really can be a star. I do too. 
Yeah. I'm just she was successful in in, in TNA or Impact. Yeah. Um, and they had a really good women's division. The problem is, is they just don't have the exposure. Right. Well, so, and they're right. starting to lose some of their women's division. Deanna to AEW, um, Trinity or Naomi to WWE. Um, now all of a sudden, those you, are two of the bigger hitters. So Jordan uh, Grace, you know, Sean, Sean Michael says he wants he would take her. Let's go. Yeah, uh, he came yeah. out and said that. So, so I mean. So yeah, obviously that's, they can't for the money that that Sean exactly. Gave. I was gonna say their unfortunately their lack of a pocketbook is costing them here with these other bigger promotions. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, Deanna's looking good. I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup at Revolution that is official against Tony Storm. And Tony was on commentary, um, doing a good job like she always does. She always making things interesting. So, chin um, up. Chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Um, Sorry, I thought there was a shoe coming my way. Don't don't say uh, that. I would throw it, but I would do some damage to my equipment. So, not going to do that, Paul. Um, we saw Renee Paquette uh, asking Darby Allen about his admiration for the Young Bucks. He was confused, but then the Young Bucks appear, showing that they're uh, forcing the situation. They asked Darby why he's allowing Steen to take money from him. They have an idea for a new gimmick, but Darby, uh, or, or to be a trio, trio with them, uh, Nick Jackson said he's, he's he's being unprofessional by dodging them, and Darby says the title's the only thing on his mind. Use his passport name. It's Nicholas. 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 Thank you. Nicholas Jackson. It's not Nick anymore. It's Nicholas. Yes, you're and right. Matthew. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for the correction. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, then our main event, Swerve comes out to the ring, you know, getting the crowd pumped up, which I was a bully rate. No, it was Tommy Dreamer this past week on Busted Open said, and, and LaGreca too, I think they were hitting on the fact that AW's problem is they don't have clear baby faces and heels. And they use Swerve as an example, as he should be a heel, but since Nana's dance is so over and everything, that the crowd likes to cheer for him. Which they brought up a good point there. He didn't just, you know, like he was on collision. All he has to say is, "Whose house?" Whose house? And mm-hmm. and and he gets he gets a, a loud pop from the fans. So, mm-hmm. um, I I get what they're saying. I did too. Um, but then again, you know what? If I want to root for somebody, that's my that's my my right to root for somebody. It's all right, because I, mm-hmm. I like them. Um, so. The, those guys are are purists. They want a heel face, heel face. Everything's got to be yeah. heel face. I get it. Um, but hey, if if a guy goes over so well being a heel, you can't blame him for it. Yeah, right, right. And I've kind of always had that same mindset, Chef. Like whoever you like, I don't care if they're heel or face. No, it, you know, you could like Chris Jericho when he was Y two J. You could like The Rock when he worked for, you know, um, Stephanie. Rock um, sucks. <laughs> you oh, could like The Miz. You can oh, like Austin good. Theory. I think Shep's an Austin Theory fan. I like hey, Theory. Town Down. I like Theory. I like The Miz. I think The Miz is 
you talk about one of the most versatile guys we've seen over the last 15 years. Uh, you talk about he adapts to whatever he's got to do to get over, and he does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Miz. You can, uh, you so, can hate our truth. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our truth is a jerk. He's not even funny. Complete lie. He's a national, national treasure. Our truth our truth is gold. Literally gold. Watch, he is. Watch out for Nick yes, Mysterio. He, he hadn't heard <laughs> him on Facebook in a while. Is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Swerve comes out. In the ring, waiting for his opponent. Then we hear walk come across the speakers. Everybody gets pumped up. Rob Van Dam comes out. And then Hangman appears on the screen. Says Swerve didn't read the fine print of the contract very carefully. As you can also, they could also pick the stipulation of the match. And now this match is a hardcore match. And this was a fun main event. You know, I might joke, I might have joked earlier about RVD's age. You know, he's 53 years old, but dude showed that he can still go on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, he did. You but, know, for yeah. he, he probably doesn't obviously wrestle full schedule now, and that's able allows his body to recoup after a match like this because he took some uh, pretty good bumps, he took some pretty good shots. Um, but overall, it was an entertaining match, and um, he could keep up with Swerve. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Or maybe Swerve came down a little, t- turned it down just a notch to make it look good. That's, so, yeah. but either way, the match flowed. You, there's not a discrepancy on either side. So, and I well, loved how it started with RVD throwing a chair right in his face. RVD and that damn chair is they go way back. Yes, and Taz, I love Taz and commentary. He's like, "Oh, I've been there. I can contest to that." So, but uh, Swerve gets the the win in the end with the Swerve stop. But we saw Swerve go through a table. I mean, he took some bumps of his own. So, uh, fun match, fun match overall. Afterwards, we see Hangman come out. He assumes they're at the top of the rankings list when it comes out tonight, which they are. Hangman's one, Swerve's two. Um, Hangman tells Swerve that he will never let him be world champion. He is the next world champion. Swerve points out that he's beaten Paige twice and has nothing to prove, but Paige thinks it's because Swerve doesn't think he can lace his boots. Swerve says he will face him one more time, and after that, they're done. It's official. Number one contenders match in Phoenix. Predictions? Man. Shep, go ahead. After the promo we got on Collision, Swerve. Yep, I'm right there with you. I want Swerve to come out on top. I want Swerve to beat Joe. But I don't think Swerve will beat Joe. And I'm very hopeful that he does beat Hangman. I think we get a screwy finish, time limit draw, triple threat at Revolution. Okay. That's my that's my prediction. I'd be surprised if either man goes over the other in this one. Because okay. I, I don't think they want to make Swerve 3-0 over Hangman in individual matches, even though Hangman got, or Swerve got help in the first two from the Mogul, 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 jeez. Mogul Embassy. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, what are you drinking tonight, Tanner? It's yeah. just water. It's just water. But Uh-huh. Shep, you've used that before, right? 
Yeah, yeah. If you ever find a water bottle in one of my coolers that doesn't have a label on it, <laughs> you might not want to chug it. You can take a sip. I don't care. I'll share. Just don't chug it. Boy, I had a one pissed off wife that day. <laughs> so I said, look, does it have a label on the water? She said, no. I said, damn it. Then it's not water. <laughs> in my younger days, I made a, after a long night, early next morning, I made a mistake a time or two of reaching in the fridge and grabbing something that I thought was a water bottle and taking a big swig. That wasn't water. Didn't, didn't end so well. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I dude. didn't. I didn't know you you would keep a uh, bong water in the fridge there. Too. <laughs> well, the you know, water, huh? You, you know, a uh, couple roommates. I'm still trying. I'm to not wrap saying my it was mine. Younger days, okay? God, you're making me feel old. I'm the old one. My younger <laughs> days. So what? Ten years ago? Yes, ten years. Five ago. years ago? No, ten years. I was talking about ten years ago. Ten to twelve. Years oh, okay. Ago. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. but overall, pretty fun dynamite. I mean, nothing crazy, but I thought it was better than last week's. So, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was me. Had it had yeah. its moments, but I'm gonna steal somebody's phrase here and go. It was mid. It was mid. Miss that guy. Um, rampage Friday nights. Got to be honest, I watched bits and pieces, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Um. I watched it in about 20 minutes today. (laughs) Yeah, pretty fast recap. Uh, Nice athletic match to start the night with Top Flight with Action and Dreddy by their side against Private Party. Um, In the end, Top Flight gets the dub. Top Flight, they're a little over there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's one and one between these two teams. I look forward to the rubber match. I do too because I think. I think these teams, as long as they stay healthy, and that's been a problem, um, they have bright futures ahead of themselves. It's been a problem for one team more than the other. Yeah, top flight's been a bit a little more than the other, but Mark Quinn was out for about fifteen months or so. So, yeah, but you know, we've almost seen top flight in as many matches as they've had in their entire career in the last well since uh, Dante returned. So. It's yeah. almost time for one of them to get injured again. You're, I hope not, but you're probably right. Uh, yeah, I hope not, too. We then got uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus the Dark Order with John Silver and Alex Reynolds with Evil Uno in one of Paul's favorites when they do the championship eliminator matches. God, I hate these things. <laughs> I hate them, too. <laughs> well, That's almost as bad as insert city name street fight. Yes, you're yeah. right. It's it's better than just saying, "Hey, let's have a match." That's true. It's it's but. his it's his reasoning. <sighs> but eliminator matches didn't really start to become a thing until after the rankings went away. Well, we you, saw it occasionally, but I don't think can, you can have both. In my I, opinion, how can you have an eliminator match when the damn champions are involved? Exactly. Now, exactly. now, if you put the, the, the Dark Order versus the Lucha Bros and call it a, an eliminator match, it makes sense. You're eliminating one of them from the from the tag scene. But to, to have the, the champions involved, I, I thought was, eh, yes. weak, weak. Yeah. yeah, Big Bill and Ricky Starks go over. And then I didn't yeah. – I saw it posted on 
uh, AEW social media channels, but I didn't watch it, but they caught up with Dark Order backstage, and I think pretty much the emphasis was that a change needs to be made. Dark Order, mm. did you guys see that? I did not. It was not on oh. Rampage, so it must have been a, a I think it was posted yesterday. Poster. Yeah, yeah. I think it was posted yesterday or maybe earlier today. So I think pretty much, I don't know if that means they're looking to add more people or what, but they're they're hinting that change needs to be made. So because I don't think they're going to kick anybody out because they barely got any members anyway. So they got three and a yeah. half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Negative one. <laughs> well, how about Stu? Is Stu Grayson back with AW? He was for like a match and then disappeared again. He got the All Elite graphic again last year. So yeah, and then threw know. himself over a table because Anna wasn't there, and then haven't seen him since. Well, he, uh, oh, that's right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. He turned on the Dark Order. Remember in ROH? And he had yeah, another I, faction yeah. he was with. Uh, the Righteous. Yes, thank you. Well, that's my ROH. I am not good at keeping up with ROH. Well, see, that's what always confused me because when he showed up in AEW and went back with the Dark Order there for that match, he had already been teaming with the Righteous. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that's what they were doing. And then all of a sudden I saw that and I was like, Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I the don't band's know. back together, and then the band fell apart. It's all that He's... white stuff Preston used to do. <laughs> uh, we saw Willow Nightingale uh, win uh, in her singles match against Queen Amanetta, who had a busy weekend in AW. Oh, yeah. She's featured on Rampage and Collision, so using her heavy lately. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, alongside Willow, we had Stokely Hathaway and Chris Statlander by her side. So. Uh, backstage, we saw best friends Rocky Romero, Orange Cassidy, and Renee Paquette. Um, says they know that Undisputed would show up, and the group does. Cassidy says that he wanted them to show up, then suggests they all face each other in an eight man tag match. Adam Cole then modifies that idea to a trios match because Orange had no idea he was hurt. Uh, between Roderick Strong, Mike Bennett, and Taven versus Cassidy, Beretta, and Romero due to Chuck Taylor's injury, and they agree. So that's next Friday on Rampage Trios match. What happened to him? It was a whole thing. It was? Orange <laughs> being orange, man. Yeah. Orange being orange. Uh, main event, I am not going to try to pronounce a lot of these guys' names, so I call, I'm calling them the CMLL wrestlers against Luchadors, against Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ange, Matt Seidel, and Christopher Daniels. Matt Seidel was in the match, so you knew he was taking the pin, or at least his team was losing, because that's what he does. And just on cue, the CMLL guys go over victorious to end Rampage as it goes off the air. But uh, um, Christopher Daniels took the pin, not my, Matt Seidel. Well, yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me, but Maybe it's just me, but between watching CD walk to the ring and then watching the recap of them showing him running to the ring, CD needs to just step out of the ring for good. I thought he had already. the guy, but man, he he was running down and he's like, you know, limping along <laughs> in a run and he was struggling to walk down and he yeah. had a hard time getting into the ring and. When he slid into the ring, I noticed he took about four steps back to get a running start to slide in. It's like, man, that that's when you got to step back. Yep. Yep. So, so that was Rampage in a quick nutshell there. 
Yeah, uh, we got one one more show to go over real quick, and that's Collision, which started off with Eddie Kingston versus Brian Keith, which we'd find out he is the newest full time member of the AW roster. He got the All League graphic, which deservingly so, uh, because Brian Keith has been doing some great work as of late. So yes, he was uh, he is All Elite. And he played that up. I mean, you've got to sign the contract. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. That was exactly. so fun to watch. It was, and this was a fun match. You knew Eddie was going to win, but Brian Keith impressed like he always does, the bounty hunter. And my wife was watching this match with me today because I watched it today. And I was, I, it's fresh in my mind this way. So <laughs> it's, I watched it at 10 o'clock this morning. Don't worry. All right. You slacker. Um, <laughs> but I asked her, I'm like, all right, give me your thoughts on these two guys and I'll share it on the podcast tonight. So Eddie Kingston, she said he looks like a bumblebee just because of his ring gear. And then Brian, <laughs> Brian Keith, uh, who'd she say? He looks like um, Ice T, the rapper. <laughs> are we going rapper ice tea or, or, or detective actor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. more detective i guess he doesn't rap as much anymore but yeah yeah Poor, so. i think brian keith's only like in his mid-30s <laughs> ice tea is like in his 60s yeah i'm gonna wow. look that up wow Let's see how old he is uh ice tea okay. 65 yeah so brian uh usa keith. and the people who write law and order svu if you're paying attention uh, right, uh, Brian, Brian Keith in as his son, Brian Keith 32, <laughs> his long lost son. <laughs> yeah, so Brian Keith's pretty much my age, so but yeah, but no, uh, good for him getting the Ollie contract. I think, I think he'll be a good asset. I mean, he might find himself in ROH more times than not, but he's a talented, dude. He's yep. a talented, dude. fun to watch. Uh, we then got Brian Danielson versus I even practiced it. During the show, and now I forgot how to pronounce it. But one of the you know, I did too for CMLL Hector or something like that. He had a cool entrance. Great His entrance. entrance. Cool. Cool entrance. His hands were on yeah. fire. Yeah, with the yeah. fire and everything. And, yeah, and then he gets to the ring, and you see, if you watch closely at the stage, you can see the backstage guys run out to put the fire out. Yep. Yep. But this was a good match. I mean, Danielson does what he does, but I was surprised. Uh, the luchador proved he could go on the ground. That was the impressive thing of this match to me. He was he was a very very technical wrestler. Like yeah, he did both. Yeah. Which normally some of the luchadors we see don't do any technical wrestling at all, um, and he did, and he matched it step by step with with uh, Danielson. So it was it was awesome. It was a great match, and it it almost had my match of the week. Almost. So. And don't they call him the mad scientist because of the fact of all the moves that he can do and the way he does some of them? Or is that one of the other CMLL guys? I don't know much about CMLL. I don't either. I, I know, you know, we, we see some crossover uh, here and there, but. See, Gara, he's the I, only I, one I knew. I get him confused with with AAA, AAA and CML. I I feel like when one shows up for the other, yeah, whatnot. So I agree with that. But uh, no good match. Danielson's having a ball in this final run. Um, you can you can tell he's having a good time. And after the match, um, he's getting attacked, and then Claudio comes down for the save. So on, on um, I think also 
no, it's Collision next week, I think, right? We're getting the, uh, or is it Dynamite? I think it's Dynamite. I'll go Jeez. look. I think it's Dynamite. Yeah. We're getting BCC, Moxley, Claudio, and Danielson versus three of the four Luchadors from CMLL. So, man, if it's Dynamite, my God, that card is just loaded. You're, you're going gonna, gonna to have to work on those names. you got a week to work on them names. I know. I know. I'm not even trying because I don't want to embarrass myself tonight. So that's why I'm saying just the Luchadors, and that's very disrespectful to those guys. So I apologize. But um, but uh, Lexi Nair, I can pronounce her name. She spoke to FTR and Daniel Garcia about their trios continuing. Garcia said some things like some great things come together unexpectedly. They'll continue for now. And Dex Harwood talks about uh, potentially going for the trios titles and moving up the rankings. Kind of interesting. Interesting because it they don't fit in the tag title picture mm-hmm. right now. But FTR was brought to collision to carry that. He was, they were, the other guy's gone. Um, so I feel like they had, they're going to put that show on their back. So mm-hmm. if that's what they got to do, then they'll do it. So yeah, it'll give them a little bit of a run. Yes, it is Wednesday. And dynamite. Go dynamite. ahead and Nate, go, go ahead and list those participants, Paul. Uh, ironically enough, I can't. It says CML. That's all it says. <laughs> CML Blackpool Combat Club. I I would try to pronounce some of them, but what is no. okay? Here, here's this is this is Dorado Yeto. 2.0. What does CML uh, stand for? Mascara Dorada 2.0. Type in the Google I knew Ray Hishirio, Oh my god! Uh, and Voldor. Those are my it, guesses. And obviously, it's in Spanish. Yeah. Yes. Uh, something, something de lucha libre. <laughs> okay. I wasn't good in Spanish Man- in high school. Okay. U-I-L. Mandial. Consejo Mandial Ducha Libre. Guarantee you there's. De lucha libre. Somebody. It's pronounced differently than the way it looks, yeah. but yeah. Somebody good effort. yelling and screaming at me right now. Good effort. Good effort. Well, I'm sure Shep was yelling and screaming at his TV about this next match because his boys lost to one guy. Hook took down the Outrunners in a two-on-one match. <laughs> that was a great match, though. They're getting, hey, they're they're getting they're getting their their exposure. Yeah, and like they got it. their names pronounced different. Yep. It, and my wife was still watching this time too. She goes, "Those guys look like they're from the '80s." I said, "That's exactly the point. It's their gimmick. It's their gimmick. Love it." The fact that my wife knows what the word gimmick means now, I'm pretty proud of myself. So well, that's good. You've you've you know. Yeah. Steffi says no suck at Spanish. I suck at Spanish. Mm-hmm. I was asked to leave Spanish class after one semester. <laughs> hey, look, I you know, the, this is the sad part. This was a Larry the cable guy joke, and it fits me perfectly. I took Spanish one. Twice. <laughs> Me llamo es Pablo. That is as good as I can get. Oh man, I mean, am I gonna have to change your name to Pablo now on the podcast? No, no. Start calling you Petey Pablo. No, you already got. <laughs> I mean, you're never, never mind. We'll get into that. All I all I know is in Spanish is uh, uh, cerveza por favor. <laughs> 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 
So Steffi says, Shep, you too. She must have got kicked out of, out of Spanish also after a semester. Yeah. yeah. Now I won't uh, I, I I'll I'll give you a little cheat code here. That I got in some serious shit for growing up. I was I didn't flunk out. I had a, a really nice friend next to me. She was a blonde cheerleader that uh, she she made sure my homework was correct, right? So I went through the semester and over over Christmas break the the uh, uh, teacher senior mole that might even be before you Tanner. It was. I went went through our grade or our high school. She called my mom and just said, "I don't think he should uh, he should take the second semester. He needs to do something else." Uh, so he doesn't have the F on his on his record or whatever. And <clears throat> mom was pissed. And when it all comes down to it, my my grandmother, who uh, still alive to this day, uh, obviously was a lot back then. But my grandmother was born and raised in uh, Latas, Puerto Rico, and is a full blooded Spanish speaking person. And I never once asked her for help. Oh my, god. oh my god, my parents were pissed. I was gonna say I can see Mrs. Shepherd being pretty angry. Yeah, she's like, Ooh. why didn't you ask your grandmother? She she speaks better Spanish than she does English. Uh, yeah, yeah, I probably uh, should have. You know what? That one's on me. Okay, that one's on me. I'll take I'll take that. That's pretty classic. Yeah, that one's that's on good. Me, that's so. good. That's good. Uh-oh. Uh, we then saw Mark Briscoe come out to the ring. He's chatting up with Shivani, having a good time, talking about helping Danny Garcia and his blood brothers, FTR, get over House of Black. Then we see the lights go out, come back on, and uh, Malachi and the rest of the House of Blacks on the screen, and they're saying pretty much that uh, um, they're going to eradicate Briscoe from professional wrestling. And then he snaps, lights come on, Nobody's there. Malachi comes back on the ring, so that's just how quickly it's going to happen. Mind games. Good little, good, good little promo from from Briscoe. Um, he's he's trying really really hard to be a singles wrestler. He's trying. He is. He is. Some some of his promos kind of sound the same. They're redundant a little bit, um, but he hasn't been really put in a feud as a single wrestler. Right. So you know maybe. You know, maybe we get get him a, a single feud, so he has something else to talk about. Okay, mm-hmm. and and I and I'm not saying that he's bad. Okay, but it's just like I feel like he's he says the same thing over and over and over again. I would love yeah, and- to get him and Malachi because I was just being frustrated and venting to Paul on Friday morning that I want to see Malachi in singles action. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. And you know. Yes, um, Mark is a little redundant in his promos, but let's not forget he wasn't really the talker no. when he was cutting promos. So this no. is a this whole is, new thing for him. Yeah, I mean the, the there was a run in ROH where Jay uh, was a was the world champion, and they had a split, and they had a couple matches together. But if I remember. Um, he, he, you know, Jay carried the the talking aspects of that, and yeah. and Mark was just he, he was there. just a fighter. He was just a fighter. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk. Let's yeah. fight. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. And we then got we had two women's matches on Collision this week. 
Yes, that's your Great. go-to for uh, your uh, double women's matches. Yeah, I know I applaud that. We got Serena D versus Queen Emanata, which I was just saying on Rampage, she had a busy weekend. Um, it's good to see the professor back on TV two weeks in a row, Serena Deeb, and she looks good in the ring. I mean, she's she's a technician, yeah. and uh, hey, good to have her back in the women's division. In in it uh, in it, I saw this the other day. Isn't it funny? And I didn't realize this was her. She's the only active wrestler out of the Straight Edge Society. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. She is, and I had no idea that was her back in the day. Oh, your yeah. head, yep. Yeah, she, she, had, yeah. Uh, she cut a promo as Serena Deeb in AEW. I think it was in AEW, uh, but it was here recently where she was talking about she had to find herself because she had to. In another promotion, she had to have um, work done to fit in, and she was promised all this stuff uh, that she, you know she'd be this big star. If she did it, and they were going to do all this stuff for her, and then nothing ever happened from it. Well, she she left she left WWE because all they wanted to do was put her in the performance center and train, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she did wonder as a coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I. Which, could, I I couldn't even tell you what the hell happening to the Good Brothers right now. I think they're just chilling. Yeah, there's there's under contract, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think as far as I know, they're just in catering, collecting paychecks. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they probably shouldn't have went back there, but the money at the time was just stupid, just stupid. So I don't blame it's them. Always about the money. Always about the money, 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 money. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's uh, got a price. Everybody's got a price. You're right. Red Velvet versus Vert, Vert Vixen was the other red, uh, women's match. This is a nice tune-up match for Red Velvet as she gets ready to face Tony Storm on Wednesday night on Dynamite. For Tony's public workout. Yep. With Which I think Deanna's going to be on commentary. Did I read that right for that one? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good to get her in that role. So... Um, yeah, because we before we had this match, we had a backstage segment of Tony Storm calling out Deanna Peraza. And Mariah May starts it out like, did you see my match? Tony said, if you've seen one women's match, you've seen them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, poor Mariah May. Yeah. yeah. it's uh, That turn's coming eventually down the road. Mm-hmm. Down the road, so... Maybe she can uh, join the patriarchy. Maybe. Uh, Steffi said it was technically her fault she heard about, um, I think that's about Serena Deeb in and, and WWE probably. I assume that's what she's talking about. Yeah. I, I'm not even touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know enough of the story to be dangerous. So. I don't either. I don't either. So, Daddy Magic was on commentary for the main event. Always which, nice to have Daddy Magic on commentary. Which saw great, great commentator. Kill Switch, Nick Wayne, Christian Cage, Mama Wayne was on TV. Not enough, not enough uh, shots of Mama Wayne. No. Was, Hasn't uh, been a lot of those ever since you went on your rant. And they even announced her as her commentary mentioned that she was the uh, the hot mom. Yeah. Mm, never mind. <laughs> They took on FTR and Daniel Garcia. Um, like you said, Shep, FTR is carrying this show. Uh, they are. 
Uh, I even think they brought, they made Daniel Garcia go to the next level. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he needed to. He needed to. Um, this is what this, he needed. This was the, this, when Daniel Garcia first got into AEW, uh, I saw Daniel Garcia. Um, um, in GCW, um, and he came out when the uh, worker, the shooter boots, no knee pads, trunks, um, you know, like a 1965 shooter wrestler, and that's the style he worked. And he, he brought that to AEW, and it kind of got lost. And it, and now this new Daniel Garcia has come, and he's still the technical wrestler, uh, has a little attitude with him, but. I thought I thought he was awesome in this match tonight. Yes, he was. I yeah. thought Nick Wayne was awesome. This was the best Nick Wayne we've seen in AEW. Nick Wayne versus Daniel Garcia. We could see them have a lot of good matches together in the future. I think. Yeah, yeah. I even I even uh, said that uh, last night as I was snuggling with Mama Wayne. I was like, "You did a good job. You did a good <laughs> job." It's cold. It's cold over here in the Midwest, man. You gotta keep it warm. Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe you went out to Washington. So okay. Nah. Nah, she flew the private jet. All right. I Very... mean, you can land that here in town. Yep. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my comments very, very PG tonight. Uh, until, until the main event of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, out of respect for Mama Wayne, man. She's a classy That's lady. Fair. That's fair. But, but uh, well, your, your stepson took the pen as uh, Daniel Garcia pinned Nick Wayne for the win, and then Garcia danced at Christian Cage, who's going nuts, and Garcia kept staring at Christian Cage's TNT championship. The show ended with FTR and Garcia dancing at Christian Cage. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the bumps that Nick Wayne took tonight were great. Well, <laughs> they were great because I didn't take them, right? They, <laughs> right? they looked great. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, Obviously, at his age, he's a little bit more flexible, and, and the, the the bumps he took off like the top with with Dax was was uh, looked rough to me. But obviously, uh, he was he was fine. But yeah, start start of the start of the match. Yeah, can we talk about FTR dancing with Garcia after the match? You knew it was going to happen. Oh man, that was yeah. great. It was scary, but it was great. Just having some fun. Yeah. Just having a good old fun. To to get the uh, um comedic side out of Dax, I think is is probably pretty tough to do, but once you get it done, it, it, it obviously pays off. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. But uh another good week. Another solid week of AEW action. Um let's start with we'll start with Paul. Paul, what was your show of the week in your rating? And then we'll get the wrestler of the week after that. Show of the week was Collision. Um, I'm digging getting two women's matches. Uh, digging, you know, FTR is carrying this show. So, you know, it's nice to see them. A little bit more storytelling on Collision here lately than there has been on Dynamite. And I'm hoping TK starts to bring that over to dynamite a little more uh but you know like if this was on dynamite the house of black would have showed up and then when the lights came back on they would have been in the ring to jump mark 
and then that would have led to a match next week. We didn't get that in Collision. So I'm hoping he can start to bring that over to Dynamite. Um, rating this week, 7-3. All right. Solid. Collision, yep. for, collision for me, for sure. Um, He's going to go 6-9. No, actually. Mama Wayne and FTR in the same match. It's <laughs> a good point, Paul. But I thought I, I thought the show was was better than that uh, than that rating, and that's my cop out rating. Um, I was really close to Paul. Uh, in fact, I was about the number I had wrote down, uh, but I really enjoyed it, so I'm going seven four. Four. All, all right. right. We're all colliders this week. I'm going collision as well. Um, if I was to go with dynamite, I was gonna give it a seven one. So my rating's gotta be higher than that. And you guys already went seven four, seven five. Um, I'll be the low man this week. Oh, no, he went 7-3, didn't you? I, went seven, yeah. I don't want to go 7-2. I guess I'll be the high man this week. I'll go 7-5. All right. So, no, All right. it was a solid show. Solid show. Wrestler of the week. We'll let Shep start this one. Oh, man. It, Mama Wayne. <laughs> hey, Mama Wayne's always the wrestler of the week. <laughs> um, you know, started out in with Danielson and the, and the luchador that, Unfortunately, set his hands on fire and we can't pronounce his name. Uh, I, the I mad thought, scientist. I, I, I thought that I'm like no, nothing can top this. And then we 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 get the main event. I was leaning. It was the best match we've seen in AEW of Nick Wayne, hands down. But I think Daniel Garcia was better. Daniel Garcia, my wrestler of the week. He was mine last week. So, yeah. Yeah, um, Tanner, go ahead. I got to figure somebody right. else out now. Did I All take? Right, your, did I take? I take that from you, didn't I, Paul? You did. You did. That match ended, and I went, man. Garcia's wrestler of the week. Never mind. Uh, this is a tough one. Hmm. It you is. You know, in a losing effort, I'm going with Brian Keith. Right, right. Got that contract. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I thought he put up a good fight against Eddie. So, all for that. Now, I think you you guys uh, uh, talked about it uh, earlier. I think I was fidgeting around with my space heater or something. Um, I don't think I don't think that was a uh, in his mind a planned spot. I literally think they surprised him. Really. They, they could have been in talks, okay? Um, but I, I legitimately think that was a real reaction. And when he walked through the curtain, there was a contract waiting for him. Okay? Okay. Kind of, kind of like the thing with Nick Wayne, Darby showing up to an indie promotion and, hey, here's your contract, pal. Complete surprise, right? Complete surprise. Here's your contract. Once you turn 18, you want you want to you want to play with the big boys. Here you go. You got real raw emotion, and I feel like we got that out of Brian Keith. And if and if it was playing spot, then he's a hell of an actor. Yeah, that's what Paul was saying. And and yeah. and, and we'll see him on the USA Network in uh, 2065 uh, solving some uh, some crimes in in NYPD right for the <laughs> NYPD. So uh, yeah. 
but uh, no, I, I thought I thought that was legit real. I, I and I think Kingston knew about it, and I think obviously mm-hmm. Shivani knew about it because Kingston kind of stayed back in the ring and and you know said you deserve it, smiled at him. So yeah, um, pushed Shivani to go talk to him. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna split this. I'm gonna go with a wrestler and a commentator, and I'll start with my commentator, uh, Nigel McGinnis. Uh, he's great. Referring to Kill Switch as uh, the pet <laughs> of the patriarchy. Um, that was great. I love how he referred to them as a modern blended family. And Had the things he everything. says about Danielson, man. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's leading um, up to a match. It's got to be done. Mm-hmm. It? It's got to be, and I, I am gonna go Nick Wayne for my wrestler of the week. Best showing we've seen from Nick. I'd love to do Hook, but we knew Hook was gonna take them down. I'm sorry. I know they're your boy Shep, but Dang, I should have took Turbo and and Truth. Dang it, Magnum the... Floyd and Truth. What? However, she Turbo got Floyd, screwed Truth up. Magnum. Magnum Floyd and yeah, true, yeah, whatever, yeah, I only know. What's, Turbo. What's yeah. what's what's the ROH pay per view in December? Their big one. Uh, I is don't it, know. Is it is it Fight Without Honor or Death Without Honor? Whatever. What's what's their big one? I gotta look it up now because I don't, I don't remember. Uh, it's final battle. Yet. Final battle. Okay. Sorry. Final battle. My prediction, the Outrunners will be fighting for the tag team titles. Well, that was one of your bold predictions for 2024 was they would hold gold sometime. Yeah, I think it's got to be ROH. And yeah, I mean, okay. they've, had, they've held some gold on the independent scene. I know we don't, mm-hmm. we don't really uh, recognize that. But um, after, after seeing them, they're getting more and more uh, television time. They're getting more and more social media presence. Yep. Yeah. Didn't they hold the OVW tag titles for a little bit? OVW tag titles, yeah. yeah. Um, And then they still perform. They still they showed up in OVW a a month ago, back in January, and and had a big like final uh, match with whoever they feud with. Um, So, which OVW man got Mickey James though? Al Snow. That's big time. Al Snow and Mickey James now. Yeah, that's big time. And they Mm -hmm. got. the old uh, sportscaster sold some, sold the <laughs> the shares, and whoever bought it, they put some money into the place, and so yeah, yep. I, and, yep. and I tell you what, obviously the Netflix special that did on that, oh, man. Uh, did them very very well, and, and I'm, I don't oh, know. Yeah. If, hopefully, we get a second season of that because I yep. thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope oh, yeah. so too, but I wonder wonder with the uh, raw contract with Netflix how that's gonna affect other wrestling Ooh. content being on the program starting 2025. I don't know. Uh, give, uh-huh. give it to us in 2024 and yeah. let let fuck stains take all the money in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take out the ball. That was good too. <laughs> I was figuring I'd turn back around and see the the explicit uh, thing up on the screen. Uh, well, I'm saving it for the main event, so I got a feeling okay. we're gonna. Have a few you more. might as well once we start. You might as well just throw yeah. that up and just leave it while we rant. Yeah, well, save it, save it, Shep, save it. Yes. Um, all right. Well, 
Well, have two more quick segments before we get into the main event. Uh, first, the title of this podcast tonight, what is Tony Khan's big announcement? He's teasing a big announcement Wednesday. I got my prediction, but I want to hear from you guys first. Mine's probably in line with you guys, but. Yeah, I, I, um, Dirt Sheets said it should have been a week or so ago, and it's, uh, it's Mercedes Monet, but they held her back because they didn't want her announcement to get dragged down and all the uh, publicity that the other promotion was causing uh, and and her return be, you know, taken down a level. 100% mm-hmm. agree. 100% agree. Um, and now, as Tanner has said about 47 times tonight, the card Wednesday night is, uh, is stacked. stacked. I mean, it is stacked uh, higher than... RVD, okay. <laughs> That's pretty high. That's pretty high, but uh, so I think so? Uh, uh, she'll fit right into that program, and mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 I mean Wednesday night is a pay per view esque uh, program, which we've talked about on this program before. Tony Khan every once in a while on free television decides to give you two hours of pay per view content um, because he can. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that was my thought on it. I think. It's... <laughs> Sorry, Paul. I get a little long-winded sometimes. I I think it's got something to do with Mercedes, but they're not going to come out right out and say Mercedes all elite. If you look at their schedule, there is a block from March seventh to March sixteenth that has nothing in between it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, I think that's the week they got to redo some of their schedule because of March Madness starting up. Rumor has it, speculation that they're going to announce a show to run in Boston for that date. And that's mm. going to be the Wednesday night. So they're going to kind of tease it like the first dance was with Punk. So they're going to come out, say it, maybe we'll get some teases leading up to it. And then that's the night Mercedes actually appears in AEW. So that'd be post-revolution. So we're going to wait about another month. But I think I think that's what they're going to do. I uh I saw something on uh, on the dirt sheets online, which I don't normally look at these things because I try not to believe what I see on the internet. Because you know, there's there's jackasses who ramble on for two hours <laughs> in a podcast and call themselves pros, but uh, you know, <laughs> might be three of us. Um, but I saw something that she was the announcement and that she would go active in June. Oh my god. So well, well she gives her time broke, to hear heal from the rest of the way. She she broke the ankle, right? Yep. Was it was it bad enough where she had to have surgery? I think so. Because it looked ugly. Mm-hmm. And that and that's been what? It's been a How while long? though. It's been going on a it year. It was before the forbidden door because they were hoping to have her do something on well, the forbidden door. Yeah. Remember, and maybe she is cleared to wrestle. And maybe that insight is TK saying, look, I brought a guy back. He jumped in with the fans, broke his damn ankle, came back, tore his damn bicep, and then left. Then returned hard again. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but he ate a bunch of cool brownies and had a hell of a post scrum. Muffins. There was a brownie in there, too. He ate two. There's two pieces. There's two of them in there. Watch it over again. Sarah's, was it Sarah's Sweets in Chicago or some shit like that? 
It, I think it was Mindy's Bakery, I think. Mindy's Bakery? I think. Let's see. The pickles, man. The pickles. Uh, man, I'm I'm running low on pickles again. Yeah, Mindy, Mindy's Bakery. Mindy's yeah. Bakery. The only bakery I've been to lately is Mama Wayne, so. Oh, boy. Oh, hey, boy. Hey, Chef, be careful. Don't, 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 don't call Mama Wayne a bakery. She might end up with a bun in that oven, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well, I'm too old for that. He's already got two little ones around. Yeah, there. yeah. That's why I told although, him he's got to be careful. Although, I mean, I mean, he, stepson, stepbrothers. I mean, the boys can be trained really well. It's true. Because I'm not sure mm-hmm. how you're going to train them. <laughs> so Just I don't make know. sure that they stay away from each other's drum sets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, good point. That's, that's good, good point. Good stuff. But and don't yeah. let them make bunk beds. Yes. It'll be a interesting announcement Wednesday night. I hope it I hope it comes through and is a big announcement like it's been teased. So one more piece of A nobody so much room for activities. So much room for <laughs> if uh if this announcement is just it falls flat, nobody's ever gonna believe TK when he says huge uh, announcement ever no. again. Okay, you guys gotta give me one forty-five second break. Um, because I cannot talk about the main event empty and I'm empty and it's not going to work. Okay. We got one segment before then. So you're good. You're good. Okay. Good. You're good. You're good. So. You go. You go. So we had, um, we had Tom Thomas on Facebook uh, message yes. us this past week and say he Mr. wanted, Thomas. <laughs> Mr. Thomas, he wanted us to uh, reveal our top five AW heel turns. Heel turns. Heel okay. turns. All right. Uh, I'm, uh, number one, the Bucks. That, that's my favorite heel turn. Uh, number two, MJF. That's way back there when he turned I think on. That Cody. might be my number one. Whoa. We knew. See, the Cody, the MJF one was coming for so long. But how they you, did it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I like, I'm a huge fan. I know Shep will blow me shit for this because he's not for it. But I'm a huge fan of the Bucks we have right now. So I got to put them at number one. Okay. So we got two being um, MJF. Okay. Um, Three, Christian. Four, Man, Sammy Guevara's turn on Jericho was fun. And number five, I know, Shep, you're going to blow me shit for this one, too. And it's not the initial turn. It's the pay-per-view after the turn. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. No, that, no, that was a good heel turn. That's that's up there for me on my list because because when he turned on Hook and Taz's involvement with commentary, that was, that was pretty good. And that then we shipped good. his ass to New Japan. Yep, yep. And, and then you know it's real glass, Crimea River. Yep, yep. But if he would have been babyface, that would line would never have worked. I, I think Adam Cole has to be up there, even though we th- we were speculating, um, but it, it was a long drawn out storyline. It is, but here's the thing: I'm 
a fan of heel Adam Cole. I don't yeah. like babyface Adam Cole. Okay. So him being heel is what I know him best for. So yeah. clear back to Bullet Club. How about MJF? He wasn't a face at the time, but he kind of had sympathy for it from everybody for a week or two. How about when he he uh, kind of turned on CM Punk uh, before the dog collar match and bloodied Punk up with uh, down Daly's place when Punk had white on? That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Saw it coming, but it's still good the execution. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a true turn for me. So I think a lot of AW's turns have been predictable, but oh, the yeah. execution of them have been pretty good. Yes, yes. So Shep, my five in order uh, since you stepped away: Bucks, MJF turning on Cody, uh, Christian. Uh, what did I say? Number four was. Uh, Sammy. Sammy. Yes, Sammy turning on Jericho and then Jungle Boy. So we share, I think, four together. Um, my five, I'm going to go backwards. My number five, we talked about him. Uh, I have dinner with him a lot. Nick Wayne. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and I think it's worked out well for him. And people forget about it when he turned because of Adam Copeland's debut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I and and you talked about <clears throat> Adam Cole. Adam Cole kind of teetered on that, but just for the the reasons Tanner gave too. Um, number four to me is the Bucks. Uh, number three, Sammy, and and Sammy, I thought maybe. When I talk, when I thought about this for the last 30, 40, 50, 60 seconds, um, I thought it should be higher, but then we haven't seen a lot of Sammy, so whatever. Um, number two, MJF, for sure. And number one, and I think it's one of the hottest heels out there. I think it's Christian. No. no. We got a lot of the same. There's one, arguably my number one, you guys didn't have on your list. Ooh, Kenny okay. Omega, when he lined with Don oh. Callis at Winter is Coming 2020 and beat Moxley yeah. for the title. And then we got a I... whole heel Kenny run the next year. Kenny's off TV. I forgot about him. I hate to I know. see that. But, He's yeah, off TV too often. You know what, though? And I love that heel Kenny. The yeah, way he was with, good, with yeah. Don Callis, the way he dressed and uh, all that. You know, he didn't. He held the impact title yes, as well. Because he that lost, night, he lost they were going Christian. into the limo, and, he, and Callis was like, we'll see you. Not on Dynamite, on Impact. And everybody's like, oh, my God. And then it kind of started a little partnership that didn't really go anywhere. Between the Fizzled out. Because that's when KOP kicked off, Paul. Was that mm -hmm. very next week was our first episode yeah. after Kenny turned heel. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The majority of KOP, Kenny was heel. Yeah. Yeah. So just like I'll, go, week. I'll go Kenny one, MJF two. I'm going to go Jack Perry three. Okay. Um, I will put Christian four and then five. I'll go Adam Cole just because it was predictable, but I – it was still 
to pull off well and still ended 2023 kind of on a fun note. So but there's been some good ones. There'll be some good ones, I think, in 2024. So Okay, so I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to say this. Why no MJF in Royal Rumble? He's hurt. Yeah, there you go. I was promised MJF at the Rumble. He was hurt. There was a fan the whole pre-show that kept going MJF on camera. (laughs) Sorry, am I too IWC right now? No. No, you're right on right on I, I, I still think I still think there's a chance. I still don't think he signed a I don't think he signed a contract yet. I think he signed a while back. That's just me. Maybe I'm too hopeful and optimistic, but well what are we gonna do if TK's big announcement is MJF re-signed with AEW? It would be a big announcement, but it would be, it would be a big announcement, just shitty timing because the guy's on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, leave him off TV half of twenty twenty four. Let everybody forget about him for a minute. I I think you leaving until he's one hundred percent healed. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and if and if he has resigned, whatever. I don't think you know he's off. He's off the uh, website, right? He's not mm-hmm. on the roster. Mm-hmm. Is he his came merch- off within ten minutes? Is, is his merchandise so. gone? Yes, mm-hmm. his merchandise is gone. Okay, so when you, if you resign him and re-debut him, you do, I mean, it's got to be the biggest secret that we've ever seen. I mean, it's got to be a bigger secret than Edge coming back to the Rumble that nobody knew about, um, Sting coming to AEW. Like, it's got to be a secret. It's got to be Mox debuting at Double or Nothing type secrecy. Yeah, rolling him in two minutes before he's supposed to freaking show up ringside. And if you're gonna debut him, it's gonna be in August, September at your two big all in, all out, right? Mm-hmm. I think you have to bring him back when Cole's 100. Make sure both guys 100. percent There's your returning feud for both guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cole's in the middle of cutting a promo. Wardlow's getting ready to challenge for the title, and then MGF's music hits. Yep. Yep. Assuming Wardlow's healthy. Well, <laughs> if not, all things are screwed. in undisputed. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I need to pull that picture up here. Let me see if I can get it on camera. I didn't email. It oh, I figured you'd like to email it and everything else. I was gonna, but I think I can get it focused on camera here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's what Undisputed Kingdom is going to look like. <laughs> but, and, all and right. Then, uh, at Revolution, uh, you can have Orange go, what happened to them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the hell? Um, any more thoughts on AEW before we move on to our non AEW topic, our main event of our sh- pod this week? I have one. For all of those with very sensitive ears who do not want to hear a lot of swear words, now is the time to turn off the podcast. If you are interested in hearing Shep scream profanity for the next half an hour, stick around. This is the segment we like to call the explicit. (laughs) Which you can get that shirt on kickingoutshop.com. You can get Uh, this one too that I'm wearing. I got my own segment. I've, I've elevated 
you have elevated. Now, speak, no, go ahead. Sorry. Now, when you say these rants, we, <laughs> I'd say the most famous guy to have a rant that we all listen to would be LaGreca. David LaGreca busted open Sirius XM, must watch, or I'm sorry, must listen. Um, and then has a pod, had a little 30, 40 minute podcast that they take the snippets and put out the next day. It's it's serious radio, and and he tries really hard to uh, keep it PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. But when he goes on these rants, Lagreca can drop more f bombs than Bully mm-hmm. Ray and Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry can combine together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't plan on doing that, but if I get fired up, it happens. Don't do it on purpose, but. A lot of this stuff pisses me off. A lot of the situations pisses me off. And a lot of the situations that cause these situations pisses me off. So, with that said, I apologize if I offend somebody later on here um, in a little bit. But go ahead, Tanner. Lead in, lead into our main event. Yes. If you uh, don't want to, I can do it in six words. <laughs> oh, you go got for a hashtag Paul. there. Welcome to the mid-card, Cody. <laughs> I wow. said it when he won the tag titles. When they debuted Rollins' belt, I said he's going to challenge Rollins for that belt before he takes on Roman. All right? Because his dad won the big gold belt. Well, should have won the big gold belt. That was what this was always all about, was the big gold belt. That's... As close as you can get to it right now is what Seth Rollins is holding. It's not the undisputed, unified, world-class, universal, galaxy, 24-7, 365, 752, WWE Championship. But the Utilage is with that title. That's the problem. Lineage. Lineage. Not Utilage. The lineage, lineage is there to a point. Because remember, it became the universal title. Yeah. Well, because they've had like they've unified it like three times now. And Chris Jericho was the first ever unified champion, undisputed champion. Excuse me. Well, well, for everybody who doesn't know, everybody that's a person fan that might have been on a rock for the past. No pun intended. A rock. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Oh man, I fell right into that one for the past 48 hours. So Cody Rhodes comes out. Rome Reigns already in the ring. Cody Rhodes comes out, confronts him. He's gonna share his WrestleMania 40 main event plans, right? Yada yada yada, back and forth, blah blah blah. Roman's already trashed the world heavyweight title. Like he makes it look secondary because he pretty much said, You guys had to win a title because I beat everybody that was coming for it. So you had to pretty much create a second runner-up prize. Um and so Cody goes on, and finally he comes. He says, no, I'm coming for you, Roman. Just not at WrestleMania. The whole crowd's like, what? And he said, you know, I talked to a guy, and he knows you very well. And uh, the newest board member of TKO, Dwayne The Rock Johnson himself, comes out to a thunderous pop. The crowd in Alabama was hot. He gets in the ring. Cody and him shake hands. 
and he whispers something to Cody for 30 seconds to a minute, which we will never know what was said there. You fucked up, kid. You should have never left. (laughs) Judging from Cody's face, uh, the change in his face, I'm guessing it had something to do with your dad would be very proud of the man you've become. Probably. Probably. uh, and thanks even for though, your title shot, bitch. <laughs> and even even though the IWC was full of booze, not that crowd that night. They were they were stoked that the Rock was there, but it's probably just because they get to see the probably most popular dude in the world. Um, so they shake hands. Cody gets out of the ring. He looks back. And the Rock looks at him. Cody looks all heartbroken and sad, and rightfully so. And then the Rock and Roman stare each other down. And it goes off the air. And, of course, a graphic comes up and says, WrestleMania kickoff, press conference Thursday in Las Vegas on Peacock. Mm-hmm. So unless they change course, which they could, because the IWC is a powerful thing that's happened with Daniel Bryan at the time. Now Bryan Damson, but Daniel Bryan at the time back in 2014. Unless they change course, which would be really weird now that they put this out there for storyline. Looks like we're going to get Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania 40 for the main event, probably night two. Cody Rollins, Rock Roman. Uh, okay, now, now, so, before Shep goes completely explicit here, I, I said once upon a time, actually it was Tuesday, uh, I mentioned that if he challenges Rollins, you could have Cody be the one to hold both belts and give us new belts as we try to change history and forget the past within WWE. They just introduced both these belts though last year. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah it's a year ago. It's professional wrestling. They can do it last week. We can change it. That's true. My my thought process on this is people are going to look at those and think of he who shall not be named. Because he was heavy on the influence in creating those. So what better way you're entering a new era of wrestling, so to speak. Give Cody both the belts. Let him debut new ones. Raw 2025 first episode on Netflix. Just saying. I don't know where to start here on my thoughts. So, so you want my optimistic thoughts before <laughs> I go? Give it us, give it to us. Bat, bat yep. crazy. All of it. All so, of it. so he he comes in the ring and says, "I'm not coming for you after WrestleMania, for WrestleMania." There's a big pay per view in Australia, Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. What if Cody says, "I'm going." Um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take your belt at elimination chamber. Some, somehow he does him and him and Seth unify the belts night one. And the reason I say this is Roman rock does not need a belt. No, to it, go shouldn't. it to go it over. Should. It, should. Okay? it can headline WrestleMania night two without a belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm being optimistic. I'm going to do what's right for business. Cody somehow wins in Australia. Unifies the belts with Seth. All of a sudden now, you take a negative. Everybody thinks Cody just got shit on. Right? 
I'm on the positive side, mm-hmm. right? I haven't flipped yet. Everybody just thinks Cody got shit on, but all of a sudden now, not only do you give him one belt, you give him two belts, but you unify him, and now you have one major title in the wrestling promotion, the biggest wrestling promotion in the world, the strongest wrestling promotion in the world, the wrestling promotion that put the territories out of fucking business, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. We would not have what we have today if they did not put the territories out of business. It is the Mecca, the echelon, the top shelf, the Louis V. If you're going to drink any booze, you're going to drink the Louis V, the, the $1,500 a shot shit. That's what this belt is. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm being completely optimistic here in saying that that could work. <laughs> and, and, And on top of that, how to make that work is you have Rock in Australia. And I think I said this a week or so ago. You have Rock in Australia. When Roman comes through Gorilla, he's all dejected. He just lost the belt. You have Rock there talking about, hey, disgrace the family. You're a piece of shit. You lost the belt. You're embarrassing. That sets up the feud. I like it. Okay. That's the optimistic Shep. That could work. Everybody wins. Everybody wins that way. Yeah. The the crowds on both nights go nuts, right? The crowd, you get Cody unifying the belts, finishing the fucking story. Here we go. Let's, Let's rock and roll in Philadelphia night one. Night two, you have arguably the two biggest superstars alive today in the ring with so many so many people in state. I don't know. That place holds 70,000, 60,000, 70,000, whatever it is. Okay. So in WWE, they'll say 195,000 people present. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's that's the way it should be done. I'm telling you right now. Because you've, you've invested two years into Cody. Two years plus, because he had an injury, right? Yeah. Two years plus, and the shit you made him do. Wrestle with the torn peck in Hell in a Cell. Okay? And I'm, I'm sure they didn't make him do it. I'm, I'm, I think, yeah, I think he did that. Yeah, he, he did it, but whatever. What you've put him through. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Maja's on a LaGreca roll, and I'm just loving it. I'm just loving every second of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pay attention to Shep, and I see the comment come in, and I'm like, oh, God. Uh, but um, It's so, coming, Majin. Hold on. Yeah, it's coming. So, it's coming. again, that's the positive side. Can, can I give a positive spin here? Yes, yes, because I'm going to take a second. Right then I'll get my negative pants Sorry. on. So I got I got two thoughts that could go in direction for this that could make Cody look big in the end. All right. One, they stick the course of Roman Rock, even if the title's on the line, and Cody goes against Seth. Cody wins that. Uh, Roman defends it successfully against the Rock, and then I'm assuming so they need to do it at SummerSlam, but they could do it before then. Then Cody's like, okay. I got one belt, you know, I finally got a championship belt, but that's not the one I really wanted. I want, you know, I finished a story, but I want to finish the story against you. There's your unification match. Cody becomes the biggest 
baby face in wrestling, even though he probably already is, and a face of the company. That's one option to go. Option mm-hmm. two, they stick the course. Roman Rock it's Cody Seth. Cody beats Seth. So he's the world champ, right? It's a great moment. It's maybe not the moment everybody wanted, but still a good moment. Right after that, Damian Priest music hits. Priest comes out, cashes in, takes the title right off Cody. So now Cody's just defeated. And everybody just feels awful for him. Then he, you know, Roman's making fun of him. You know, oh, you finished a story, but you'd never finish the story. SummerSlam. No, no, I'll do you one better. Not SummerSlam. They do a big event at Madison Square Garden where they took Dusty's title away from him. Cody finishes the story being Roman at Madison Square Garden. Then he becomes, because if 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 they had Priest take that title off him right away, I think with the empathy and everything, he becomes even yet a bigger babyface, if possible. Those are my two optimistic outlooks on it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have one question for Shep. I like yours, Tanner. It's it's mm. sad. It is. It's not it's very optimistic. It's, it's sad. in the motion. Well, it's optimistic because at the end he becomes a bigger star. Yeah. Then. Now, will. Shep. <laughs> yours was he beats Roman Elimination Chamber, beats Rollins Mania, unifies. Do we get a new belt? If so, what? type what what would be your ideal new belt yeah we we get a new belt because legit both of them one of them is going to win right we're going to have a a unification um and obviously we want we're going to want cody to do this so if you're going to have cody win and you're going to have a new belt design debuted it's going to be fucking old school Not, not, not saying 10 pounds of gold old school but if you could do a combination of the old um, world-class championship belt, the flare belt, as I call it, the 16-time mm-hmm. belt, and the golden wings Hulk Hogan belt, if mm. you could somehow marry those two belts together, that's pretty fucking legendary. Mm-hmm. Now, I had this conversation with my son earlier today. Cody's a big fan of white straps. Does he put the white strap on it like he did the IC title, like Tanner did the KOP title in honor of Cody, or does he keep it black? The belt Dusty one was black. I think think you have to keep it as close as that as possible. Okay. Okay. It's part of the story. All right. Yeah, this and, uh go ahead, sorry. And, no, and, and the, the, the white belt was dashing Cody Rhodes, correct? The yeah, white IC I belt. So. Yeah, I think so. He wants to get away from that. We're we're done with dashing Cody Rhodes, we're done with Stardust, yada yada yada. This something, is something, Cody Cody Rhodes. This is Cody Rhodes, the main event. I was so like Obviously, I'm more upset about and feel sorry for Cody for anything, but like just seeing this all go down Friday, I'm like internally like conflicted because these are my two favorite wrestlers of all time. The Rock was who mm-hmm. I grew up with. The Rock got me back into wrestling in 2011, but Cody 
along with the Bucks and Omega and the creation of AW, saved my wrestling fandom in 2019 because before All In, really, in 2018, I was almost done. I was so fed up with the WWE, I was about ready to just say, peace out, I'm taking another hiatus. But I didn't. I, I had the network, and I was watching pay-per-views. Yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, it had me conflicted, but in the end, man. It doesn't even matter. The internet's talking. You know, they they, they, buy, they buy his merch. <laughs> they, they No, it doesn't matter. Uh, wow. I love I love the reference, Paul. I love it. Yeah, Link Park. Yeah, good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody buys tickets to go see Cody right now. They buy his merch, and okay, The Rock's a TKO guy, you know, board member. He wants to come back. He thinks WrestleMania needs saved. That's why he's pushing for this because Punk got hurt, and which maybe the Punk injury really did set everything in motion and Lesnar is a piece of crap. Everybody found out. So he's out of the plans. Um, so rock thinks the WrestleMania needs saved, but from the responses we see online with the hashtag, we want Cody, which was trending number one in America yesterday on X. I don't think WrestleMania needed saved. He could have had his Roman match somewhere else later on the line. Oh, we save company. Me rock. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> okay. Here's- Here's the deal. He knew all the all the negative shit that's gone down in that company, which is completely negative. 100% agree. He comes in, says, I'm going to take this board seat. And then all of a sudden, I have more power than Triple H. Okay? I have more power than you, Triple H. Who? Which, as reading this week, Triple H, he could be gone here in 30 days. Okay. Yeah, so, which really ruined what I wanted to say on this podcast. But you know, so so he comes in. I'm a board member. Uh, you're going to pay me. It was a stupid amount of money. Was it thirty million dollars? Mm, thirty million. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pay me thirty million dollars. I have more power than anybody sitting in that gorilla position that has worked here for the last whatever years. And I'm going to have the main event of WrestleMania. I don't give a shit who I screw. Like it, 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 the Rock always talks about and post about his character. This was an absolute demolish of his character. If if this is true, if he really thinks he's saving the company by doing this, he is so full of shit he doesn't understand because he just took two years of storyline watered it up in a ball and not shined it up sideways. He watered up a ball and and fucking wiped his ass with it. (laughs) He literally wiped his ass with it, threw it in the fucking toilet, flushed it. And and here we go. And here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Threw it in the toilet, flushed it and said, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to go do this. Fuck this kid that changed his life. Went out and made his own, started his own promote, helped start his own promotion, made it on the indies, made it in Japan. He, he did it the right way, but fuck, I'm the rock and I'm on the board. I'm on the board of TKO. Me and Dana White shoot fucking steroids up and we just go on and on and on. So I'm going to take over and I'm going to, I'm going to shit plans for two years in a row, throw that down the toilet. Let's move on. 
Okay. That's what happened. And I like Dana White. I just I, I included him. What movie? He's a TKA board member. Never heard of that movie. Oh. <laughs> um, I, although I do say you're both going to shit on me for this one, and I'm ready for it. I agree with Majin. Cody kind of did this to himself. He booked himself into a corner in AEW. You, I, one of you two sent it to our little text group. Arn oh, telling yeah. us how Cody's going to be. He did this four years ago or whatever when he got this promo. I put a Glock to their head when somebody tries to steal my car. You say, here you go. Please don't hurt me. That's exactly what he just did to The Rock. You're a bigger name than me. Here you go. Don't hurt me. I just, it's, I, I want to be behind this. I want Cody to get both belts. I think Cody needs both belts. I've pushed for that in the past. When he entered the tournament, though, I said, Cody's going to take that belt off of Rollins when he lost. So that's where this is all going. Cody is going to take the belt off of Rollins. And unfortunately, I think I'm going to be right. And unfortunately, now, taking everything from Roman, all right, you take his position as the head of the table, Rock goes over. Don't put the title on the line. I don't think the Rock needs to be a champion. There's Rock, no need Rock for doesn't it. need to go over Roman. And I'm a lifelong Rock fan, but the dude hadn't wrestled in 11 years. Right. He looked blown up in 30 seconds. You can't beat your, arguably your biggest star you got. It's The Rock. The Rock will do whatever The Rock wants to do. I know he will. But if, if he's a board member and wants to do this for the right reasons, I could see him going over Roman at WrestleMania, having a, having a match at SummerSlam, having Roman going over. And all of a sudden, you have the rubber match at Survivor Series. If you mm -hmm. want to do what's right for the business, you dipshit, you do something like that. Yes. But right now, you being on the board for the last seven days or ten days or whatever the fuck it was, you have fucked up more shit and ruined <laughs> more shit and trashed more shit than you ever did good in the 90s in the Attitude Era with hitting Mick Foley in a chair 47 times at a Royal Rumble and screwing him in an I Quit match. This is pretty legendary. I just want to sit back and listen, to be honest. All right. Now, with that being said, Shep, let's go negative. More negative. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Oh, come on. I know well, you've got more well, in you. Well, more negative as in fucking Rollins wins night one of WrestleMania? Sure. I don't know. Let, let, let's get Shep all fired up. If, we got Modern fired up in the comments, so we need another one. Here's here's the deal. If 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 Rollins, if this happens, okay, and which we, let's be honest, it's probably going to happen. Night one of WrestleMania, it's Rollins and Cody. If Rollins wins, when? clean, clean. Which he is 0-3 against Cody, so. If he wins clean, it would be really, really, really hard for me to discuss, let alone turn on a WWE product after that. And, and, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before, my tradition, even when I wasn't a wrestling fan, 
I would watch WrestleMania every year. It's still the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even when I wasn't a fan, not that I'm not a fan, but even when I didn't follow it, like I literally would watch that once a year and that was it. Okay. And I have a tradition. There's a local pizza joint here in town. I order me a, a large pie. I get me some adult beverages and that's, that's my tradition, right? And I'm going to do that this year. But after night one, if it if it's not what I think it is, it's going to be really hard for me to turn into night two. I don't give a shit if it's The Rock versus Roman or not. I don't give a shit if you have the whole uh, Annoy family. Is that am I saying that right? The Usos, pretty sure. much, right? Yeah, but what's their real last name? The Samoan family. I mean, it's. I don't. I don't care if you have. Naya, it's yeah, Roman Uso Solo, The Rock, Rikishi. Uh, Rikishi. I don't care if you Nina. got. I don't care if you got Papa Samoa there. I don't give a shit. It'd be really hard for me to tune into that match, or night two. You know what? In fact, if it's night two, it's in Philadelphia. It's in April. I hope it fucking snows on them and sleet and rain. You're outside the football stadium, you dumbasses. You booked it in Philadelphia. You know what? I hope it fucking shits on you. And what do we know about Philadelphia sports fans, guys? They're rough. rough. <laughs> they they're riot. Taking a, they're taking a chance. We we saw what they did to Roman in 2015 when he won the Rumble and the Rock came out. Couldn't save them. Mm-hmm. They got to be careful here. They can I hope, I hope they, and take it over. They could take that main event over. Yep. And, and go Bailey. Hey, Bailey looked good this week. I like Bailey. I like Bailey a lot. Um, I called that. You did call that. Um <laughs> <laughs> another thing. If if this WrestleMania this the, I was in Lucas Oil Stadium today. Just to let you guys know. Yes, you were. And I'm looking around, and I'm going, you know what? I almost tweeted Pat McAfee. Going, Pat McAfee, you know somebody. You need to get WrestleMania 41 at Lucas Oil. Now, I'm thinking all positive, right? But if if they do Cody dirty, fuck WrestleMania. Stay out of my state. Get the hell out of Indiana. Go somewhere else. We don't. Lucas Oil is too fucking good for you, because it's a damn nice stadium. It's a very nice stadium. Yeah, beers are really cold today, too. By the way, <laughs> it's because it's only, cold in Indiana. Well, I only, I only had two beers. I was, I was oh, only two. Responsible with driving. Kids. Yeah, yeah I had, had to drive in. Only had two beers. Yeah. Let no, no cocktails. Um, good job. Yeah, but I think you had two cocktails before the first match was over when we went to Dynamite together. Oh, well, I had one on the way down. I, well, I mean, I didn't drive. Tanner drove, right? Yeah. 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 But uh, then, yeah. then I found. Then I found my. Cocktail, so I'll give you props there. Yeah. Then I found my my best friend that was making me double lemonades on the side. God, never gave. Never came back to join Paul and I. Just yeah. I know. Second back. I said. I said on the. You know, every time you see AEW, they they send these pictures. There's nobody in the crowd, blah blah blah. The crowd shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they always send the the hard camera side, right? Whether the mm-hmm. you know, there's two sections of well, that I found that hard section side right next to the only bar that was serving vodka because the bar downstairs decided they weren't going to serve vodka after the first match. 
hour now it's maybe 45 minutes into it or whatever and then yeah. i asked where the closest bar was i said i go up here then i'm like oh there's the curtain and i remember i sat right in front of the spanish announcing which was thunder rosa and uh the hype guy mm-hmm. yeah i sat right in front of them listened to them talk 47 million miles per minute good for them didn't understand where it said. Alex jump like right beside you to run down for his he did. spot. He did. He jumped right, basically, kind of over me, which I'm a really small individual. So let's be honest. He jumped kind of like, I'm like, holy shit, that little fucker can jump. And he went right down there and got behind the stage on the side of the stage. So, yeah, I will do that again. That was, that was prime seating, double vodka lemonades all night long. And I think I kind of fell asleep. Well, Paul drove home that night. I think I was supposed to be his co-driver, and I think I kind of maybe fell asleep. Yeah. I woke up, though. About halfway home. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. Well, it's going to be interesting. We'll probably have more comments next Sunday. Um, You know, if they did this. I'll keep it cleaner. If they did this all for a PR, a positive PR spin. Let me break it to you. It's not going to matter because I guarantee you more bad news breaks between now and, and Mania 40 anyways. So. Oh, man. I was, like, ready to stop following. Uh, and then three more names got dropped, and I was like, all right, now I need to follow again. Mm-hmm. When, when you say it's a PR stunt, yes. I, 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 agree with, I agree with that because I think that's the reason Rock's, Rock's thinking he can save it. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yes, that's yeah. Yeah. He, he thinks I'm big enough. He's I a can, big enough name. I can put some light over this dark cloud. And, yeah. and and I'm guessing Rock knows he is completely clean, knows clean in this situation. So he can be. He the, would have to be. He would. He would. Hopefully. I hope he is. Uh, not that I don't dislike the Rock guys. Any Anybody listening, the guy is an icon. I just think he walked in with the weight he pulls and decided to take it over because of his ego. Okay. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's just me. Okay. But okay. I, th- I think he's, he's clean in the whole allegation that's going on. I think there's going to be some more high profile uh, professionals um, that get taken down with this um, because of their turning the heads because it's the boss. And yeah. that's wrong. Um, yes. So I think he might be <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> oh, Bruce Pritchard should be fucking canned. Bless you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Ronda Rousey came out and called his ass out real quick. Oh, good, yeah. Good for her. Um, as long as he's still there, he's in the company. And Bruce Pritchard's been there a long, long time. Um, uh-huh. I've been busy this week. I really haven't listened to. Jim Cornette. I really want to listen to Jim Cornette on his side of it. I know he's got two podcasts that came out this week, which I'm going, my plan is to listen to him tomorrow um, and, and see what Jim says. Cause Jim was one of the right-hand guys back in the day. Um, Jim was taken to Vince's house to write all this stuff and um, really want to listen to Jim's side of the story. Cause I, we know Jim doesn't hold back. We don't always agree with Jim because he team tends to shit on AEW a lot. Um, but Jim also keeps it real. If Jim likes something he on AEW, he tells you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives them kudos where it, it's where deserved. It so yep. I, I want to listen to that and see what he has to say. But yeah, it's going to be another interesting week. I guarantee you that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's and last bad. thing with Cody, I don't know if you guys saw this today. So he, he was at a house show, right? Last night in Tennessee. And they booed when they showed the rock segment. They booed it there. But he did his match with, with uh, I think it was with Shinsuke. But he comes back through the curtain after he did all signings. Shinsuke, and this was a social media exclusive, Shinsuke spits the mist on him. So it looks like they're continuing that feud for a little while. Uh, but house show feuds don't, uh, with WWE, house show feuds never seem to tie in. But but I'm saying, why would they share that on social media though? Well, Shinsuke's mad that Cody got to take on Rollins. It gives it gives it gives Cody a freaking something to do for Elimination Chamber. For Elimination Chamber, he'll put up his number one contender spot from WrestleMania. Yada yada yada. Again, it's probably what's going to happen. I was trying to be positive on my side. That's probably where he had Elimination Chamber. So yeah. Yeah, whoopty lottie fucking down. Yep. yep. We'll have more to talk about, I'm sure, next week because I'm sure. I lost. Because yeah. we'll see what happens on Raw and SmackDown and at the press conference on Thursday, if, if anything. So. Why is the press conference in Vegas? No idea. No clue. No clue. Because, you know, Mania 40 is in Philly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unless, they, unless they go ahead and say Mania 41 is going to be at uh, Legion Stadium in Vegas, Vegas, which is a brand that new bet. That, that brand- could be. Brand new badass stadium. That so. could be because I had heard a rumor it could be Vegas or possibly London because that's why I'd seen over there in the summer trying to advocate for getting it an international. So. Yeah. Pat McAfee, get that shit in Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Only if Cody wins. Only if only if they don't fuck over Cody. But yeah. But, uh, that was our WWE rant for the week. Well, but, actually, I have one. Oh, boy. One, he's, one more. This. One more. I was, well, see, I missed last week. Stupid. Freaking microphone audio issues. Uh, old mic's back, by the way, in case anybody's just tuning oh, yeah. in two hours I, later. You know, sad thing we would do this two hours and I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, beyond the point. Um, so the rumor is, and again, I don't follow dirt sheets like you guys do. Contract runs up September for Raw. So are we going to get October, November, and December with no Raw? Right now they don't have a home, but I think they find a home for three months. Uh, watch. I'll make a weird prediction. Watch for YouTube. It's okay. weird. It's weird, but watch for YouTube for three months. Well, see, here here's kind of my thought, all right? And this is what I went over with my son earlier today. You have Cody beat Rollins at Mania. You have Cody beat Roman at SummerSlam. He has both the belts. Have him show up on SmackDown because Roman's belt belongs to SmackDown. But he only comes out carrying that while Raw's off the air. Have the social media team tease that there's something big coming on the first episode of Raw in 2025 on Netflix where Cody debuts a new belt, unifying them on the first show. In Raw, the longest running weekly television yes. show, they're not going to break that. They're going to keep that going. They're not going to break that streak. 
I, I get what you're saying, Paul, which would work, but that would mean you'd have what three months with no raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, three months of teases of things changing, a whole new era starting. I, I don't think they're gonna break that that saying of the longest weekly episodic television show. I mean, they they even made a show when when the the live raw would get snowed out in the middle of a blizzard. They figured out how to put a, a television show together. Um, again, I like what you're saying. And I get it, but I think they got to find a home. Tanner makes sense. It's YouTube. Yeah, yeah. you, you could you can put- get everybody used to streaming a little bit, even though it'd be a little different. And then, mm-hmm. so when Netflix comes in January, it wouldn't be. But there's also going to be they got to go to USA and say, look, three give months us to the end. Yeah, give us to the end. Um, Normally, you pay us, but maybe we have to pay you. I mean, there's no short on funds. True. And when, when it all comes down to it, it's all money. True. So mm-hmm. if, if USA gets an influx in cash to run this show for three three months, that they get the cash plus the ad, ad money, yeah, they'll work something out. Yeah, um, USA's contract runs up with Raw in September. They signed a 10-year five billion dollar deal to start in 2025 to put raw on netflix so That's from october with yes with a b so from october through december as of right now they do not have a contract at home for nope. all yep. and it'll be interesting to see does it go to netflix overseas too on some yeah. of those like um, uh England yes the net- where- for overseas the network's going to be on netflix okay even now the Netflix that here in the states through I think twenty twenty six the network's still on Peacock. But Not that there's much left with no. eliminating half the library. And Netflix has already said they're going to add other WWE content on their their platform. So mm-hmm. as okay. far as like documentaries and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's all I had. Yep. All right. Good talk. Good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Got a fun, sh- fun, legendary Shepherd tonight. So, hey, I'm watch over for the YouTube shorts. I'm over it. Hey, YouTube shorts. I like YouTube shorts. I'm over it for now. Let's focus on Wednesday night. Yep. We have a banger of a dynamite. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Should be a banger of a dynamite. Um, and then obviously look forward to talking to you, Jackalopes, next Sunday. Looking forward to it. Yep. Maybe. All right, so I guess that means, hey, be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go to get all of your KOP merch, like uh, this Paul 318 on the back. It says, I'm just here to be wrong. Uh, That could always change. You never know. Uh, And be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP. And check out kickingoutshops.com. And like Majin always says, buy the merch, you fucking marks. Yes. Be sure to follow us, um, each of us on social media. Follow Austin at TheChef27. Follow Tanner Lee at TannerLee92. Be sure to follow myself at PaulZartman921. And with that, for Austin Shepard and Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.